This is Lincoln's home for sports talk on the FM dial. Also online at theticketfm.com. On the internet. KNTK FM Firth. 93.7 The Ticket. Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln. Coming at you live from the Copples Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here's your host, Jake Bakoven. We are live. Happy Monday to everybody out there. This is the Ticket Water Cooler brought to you by Coligan Water. I'm Jake Bakoven, and we are pleased to, to bring in a new co-host for our show and producer for On the Block as well. Coming up here around the corner, uh, Nathan Brennan. Yes, of, sir. Of, uh, you might know him from 1011. You might see him uh, on t- on TV from time Back to time. the mic now. Yeah. You can still see him on TV. Don't worry. We're, <laughs> we didn't steal him. Uh, he's just going to jump in and give us some sports opinions, too. Help right. us out uh, in, 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 with our Virginia Tech knowledge, specifically, because right. he's a Virginia Tech alum. But, yeah, without uh, me talking too much about you, why don't you introduce yourself a little uh, bit? What's going on, everyone? Uh, Nathan Brennan. Again, you probably recognize me. Uh, morning show on 1011 News. Um, I actually did start in radio, though. I know I told you, but I'll go ahead and tell yeah. the listeners. I'm not new to this, so I'll try not to make uh, too much of a fool out of myself, but I have done this time <laughs> or two. But it was in Blacksburg, like you said. Uh, I am a Hokie, come from the land of Hokies, uh, Virginia Tech. So I won't bring up the 2009-2010 uh, home, yeah. home too much. Mm. Uh the Tyrod Taylor era, but that's when uh, Nebraska, I believe, had Rex Burkhead at the time. So we would have been, yeah, we would have, yeah. we'd love to go back to those days. Even if so, it meant a loss, it, I mean, the, the Hokies anyway. are the same way too. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose. Um, but yeah, so it, it's good to get back behind the mic. I mean, I haven't done it in about a year or so, but uh, uh, so I'll still be on ten eleven. Still see me in the mornings if you're listening right now and you do watch the morning show. I'll still be there. But got to give some sports insight because a lot of that is more news. But. Uh, a little bit, some hot takes, maybe. I think it'll be cool too because I was talking to you, Bach. That I have a little bit more of an outside perspective, so I might not be as yeah. level-headed. Uh, I might be a little bit trigger happy on on some things when it comes to Husker athletics, but I think you'll be able to bring it, hone it back in, uh, <laughs> bring bring everything back in. But I'm excited, man. It's uh, it's fun. I've been in Lincoln about a year now, um, so still getting familiar with the city, getting familiar with the people. It's been a blast. But I'll say the one thing is when you come to Lincoln, it's much similar to Blacksburg. Is you just get ingrained in the culture ingrained in huskers football basketball uh volleyball it's like when i came here i said okay so it's a volleyball school now but it's been (laughs) great so i've been following husker athletics so might get an outside perspective but uh i'm excited to get going so thanks for having me um like you said i'll be producing for the four to six o'clock show as well so you might see me a little bit here and there but definitely ready to get going yeah we're excited to have you and yeah. and like you said i mean differing opinions and, and hot absolutely. takes absolutely that's what we're all about here so we'll uh <laughs> we'll get it rolling and, and you you you're joining us at a, an interesting time here right. in oscar athletics i suppose uh specifically for the basketball team northwestern an 87 to 63 stomping of nebraska and it really wasn't even that close this past saturday dropping the husker basketball program program now to 0 and 12 in conference play 6 and 17 overall um obviously not where you want to be as a Nebraska fan right. more importantly is the three year numbers are starting at of course this is the third year for coach Hoiberg he's now under 10% more than 50 games deep in um in winning games in the Big 10 uh, and so it, it's kind of getting to that point. And I said this a, a few losses ago, but it's, it remains the same. Had a few more losses right. on it um, is what Trev Alberts said when talking about Scott Frost. And so often these uh, these uh, programs get compared and maybe it's not fair. But if you're a Nebraska right. fan, 
it bleeds right into the next. I mean, the disappointment, the expectation from the initial hire, home run hires not working out. And now we're at the point um, pretty much with basketball that we were with football where Trev Alberts had to come out and say, you know, there's no statistical reason when you look at the history um, that this record uh, we can point to and say, hey, this record will turn over. Um, You just got to believe. And that's where you are with Nebraska basketball now. And uh, I I think that it's kind of getting hard for a lot of us um, to believe out there. So um, 87 to 63, again, the loss to Northwestern stunning in that Nebraska had played the top half of the big 10 um, somewhat close at times throughout, throughout, you know, getting to right. 0 and 11, right. which is right. nothing to be too proud of, but at least it was there. So when you got the opportunity to take on a Northwestern team, that is year in and year out, one of the bottom four teams in the big 10. And, and once again, that way in the standings, you figured, okay, they got this boo booey guy. He's one of the best point guards in the league, but you know, other than that, we can kind of hold them down uh, and, and keep this game. And maybe this is the one you can get over the edge on. It needs to be, you need to get the, you need to start protecting home court. You need to get off the schneid, all that stuff. And uh, Northwestern at one point hit seven of eight threes in the first half, Goodness. bearing the Huskers. Uh, and the Huskers, obviously, as we know, not a very good shooting team to begin with. So getting behind early was not going to help Nebraska. So, I mean, it, you know, in, in so this game – Usually we do the post-game show. We break it down. Okay, here's these slight numbers that could have been better here. Here's the rebounding disadvantage this game as opposed to last game, and and they need to make improvements here. In a blowout like that, you kind of just get to the bigger picture discussion, Uh, and that's kind of what we I think a lot of people had this weekend is what do you do with Hoiberg? What do you do with an $18.5 million buyout if it is there? Um, But I thought that you're, you you know, we uh, we actually was uh, piggybacking off of some tweets from Jay sorts and you right, jumped in the right. middle of two and got some uh, interesting feedback. I, I think your point more so than should Ho- Nebraska retain Hoiberg is uh, who would be attainable if they did decide to let him go. Right. I, I mean, that's the biggest thing, right? I mean, Jake sent out the tweet. I have it right here. I don't think Hoiberg can finish out the season or be allowed to. So here's my biggest thing, and this is obviously from outside perspective. I know that you've hu- you've followed Husker basketball a lot closer than I have, so you probably know a little bit more about the history. But from what I know about N- Nebraska basketball, I've been to the tournament a handful of times, never won a tournament game. Yeah. So I, you look at someone like Fred Hoiberg uh, when he was at Ohio- Iowa State, 28 and 8 in 2013, 2014, 25 and 9 when he was at Ohio State, 2014, 2015. Went to the Sweet 16 in 2014. So he's obviously had success at the college level. I mean, that's that, that's without question. Goes to the NBA, struggles a little bit, obviously, comes to Nebraska. So when you look at the state of the Nebraska basketball program, right, I, I, I just have a tough time believing that you're going to be able to get someone in that has – the thing is, do you call it prestige with Fred Hoiberg? I mean, what, do, what yeah. are we describing Fred Hoiberg as, right? Like, obviously, you're not seeing the results on the court, and I'm not sure that it's a quick fix. That was my biggest argument with Jake is that you're at the state of the program right now is you bring in whoever it may be. You could bring in Coach K right now, and by all means, that's not going to change the, the state of the program. So I think the devil that you know is better than the devil that you don't. You know what you're getting with Fred Hoiberg. You know that, for the most part, he wants to be here, or else he probably wouldn't have made the decision to leave Iowa State, go to the NBA, and come to Lincoln to begin with. So what's your solution, right? All right. I mean, that's what I can ask you is that if you're leaving Fred Hoiberg and you're paying him this $18 million, you're dipping into this athletic fund, you're taking $18 million, okay, so you wipe your hands, you say, okay, we're starting from scratch. Where do you go from there that you can realistically say, okay, in the next two, three, four seasons – 
anything's going to look any different? Because that's the question if you're a Husker fan. you got to be asking yourself is, if you're moving on from Fred Hoiberg, you're paying a substantial amount of money, whoever you put in that place has to make a, a, an immediate impact. And I know this season is obviously an enigma because you're 0-12 in the Big Ten. And by all indications, you might not win a conference game the way that the, the rest of the season is going to play out. Where do you go, right? Right. What's your solution? Yeah, I mean, I mean, because you know, you run through that is that you know, obviously, Hoiberg was a huge home run hire at the time. Like you said, well known in basketball exactly. circles. I mean, you right. know, it just kind of it, it's not just a Nebraska thing around the nation. People are going, oh, that's a good grab for for the Huskers there in Lincoln. Um, from here, I think I think that that's the problem more so than just right. you know in just looking at it. Uh, if you take a step back and look at it, is that I think that this does not reflect well on Nebraska basketball. You know, and and there has been some some ideas. The you know the column from the Omaha World Herald floated out that maybe. Fred Hoiberg's just, uh, you know, that his time has passed as far as being effective in college. Right, right. That could be a belief there. But the the problem that I would see having is how are you going to get the next home run higher, right? First of all, you've already you've, you, you spent a lot of money. Are you going to do it again? Yeah. Are you going to throw <laughs> out a, 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 do, yeah, right? a whole lot of stacks of cash to get another home run higher? Or do you want to go cheap again and get kind of get an up-and-coming, uh, you know, mid, <laughs> mid-level mid coach? Uh, go back to that route, which is kind of historically what Nebraska has had to do right. uh, to to the levels of success that people aren't excited about. Right. I mean, to to where we are here, um, not never having won a, a, a tournament right. game, um, you know, kind of shuffling through those guys. Of course, Danny Knee worked in the 90s, but it's been a while. So right. uh, it's it that's that's the problem. I think that Hoiberg failing and not just failing, um, but failing miserably. miserably. And if you if you let him go. I don't think that reflects all the way poorly on Hoiberg as much as it does Nebraska, which is kind of silly and insane and all that stuff. But, you know, Nebraska's got the fan base. They have the, right. uh, the you know, the, the, one of the better buildings to play in in the Big Ten. Uh, you know, the Hendricks is, is phenomenal. You hear uh, you know, we have uh, coaches um, and, and GMs stop in Lincoln and, and just compliment, uh, you know, compare it to pro facilities. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, they, they've invested the money. <laughs> and, right. and they've done the same thing with Hoiberg. Right. It just hasn't turned around. So it's kind of a, where do you go from here? What's your solution? Um, you know, past Hoiberg not working. And, and, you know, that's, I don't think anybody has a, a great answer for that, but I know the people that want Hoiberg out would say anything is better than this. Right. And that's about, I mean, because for a lot of people it's, it's, and, and for me, I, and I was going to bring this up later too. I, I think I've, I've lo- I'm, I'm out of the category of, I think that Hoiberg is going to work at Nebraska. I'm no Nostradamus, but I, I think <laughs> at this point I, I wouldn't probably bet that he'd be here Two to three years from right. now, right? But, but that's the question is, I'll ask you that. So your timeline, you're saying, okay, Fred Hoiberg is going to be out. What's your timeline and what's your realistic expectations? Because I think right now when you look at the state of the program, I mean, obviously you're not going to be looking to make the NIT. You're not going to be looking to make the tournament anytime soon. And also when you get rid of Hoiberg, you're going to lose recruiting. Because at the end of the day is when you have a name like Fred Hoiberg, especially a program like Nebraska, who's normally in the bottom of the Big Ten, he might be able to get some recruits. We have NIL here. I mean, Lincoln is a great town. They support their teams, like you said. Yeah. But recruiting is going to take a dip. And then what's your timeline? So you're saying in the next three years, your goal is the NIT. The next five years, your goal is making the tournament. You have to lay, lay out these realistic expectations if you're going to make a move like that. So I'll ask you that. What are your realistic expectations if and slash when they move on from Fred Hoiberg? 
Because <laughs> that's going to be the right. question, that's right? The I mean, problem. That's what you have to be asking yourself. You have to have some sort of connection, um, you know, somebody up and coming. And th- that, that was nice with Frost, right? Uh, is that, okay, there's the, there's the obvious guy. There's no obvious hire um, for Nebraska right. unless Teron Lue gets canned <laughs> from the Clippers. <laughs> That'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Th- that's, that, that's the one. And even then, I think he still would have uh, uh, enough of a name in the NBA to probably get another job. And I know that's Absolutely. what he first and foremost wants to do. Now, I did have some interest. It was reported at least with the last Nebraska opening when they did go with Hoiberg. So maybe there's something there. Um, and, and maybe that's the long-term hope, I suppose. But, uh, th- you know, that's that's no sure thing. It's far from it. I mean, especially with him being a Clippers head coach, there's no way he'd right. step down from that position to where Nebraska is now. Um, so the, the you're right. I mean, you're absolutely right. There's there's no clear um, plan to, to move on to the next guy. Uh, you wonder if they would, uh, you know, and, and all, all of it's a lot more difficult when you don't have um, the budgeting in front of you, right? That's you don't buy out, too. Right. I and mean, that's going to go into the discussion. So how much, yeah, like how much are they going to have to throw at a new potential coach? Or or do they want to, to stay cheap, uh, take a, right. you know, a low level hire and, and, right. and make him prove it before they pay him? That sort of thing. Right. I think some people would like to see that again. For me, again, it's it's Nebraska basketball. It's, it's been frustrating. Um, you know, growing up, I, you know, other than the late 90s, um, which I was 9, 10 years old at that time, I haven't seen a whole lot of success here so this was the push this is similar to frost this was the big this was the home run hire this is the home run hire this made sense finally nebraska uh basketball was going to mean something uh and it just with, with both of them it's not that it's just didn't quite work out it's that they're flaming, you know, down right. to the very bottom of all-time historic lows um, that you just could not possibly see coming. So it's a lot, and I and it's it's not there, right? There, there's, the university has not said anything. There's there's no indication to believe that it's over at this point. But you saw after that Northwestern win. I mean, that's our, the Northwestern loss. That is the type of loss that separates, um, you know, itself from some of the others throughout the season as being potentially the worst, right? Especially yeah. When you consider the quality of opponent, the the timeliness of it, the, you know the need the, at home, yeah, the, the the just the lack of competitiveness against a, a, a you know a, a not a, not a very good team. Like you said, at home, at some point you have to at at least protect home court. Um, so I mean, it th- that was the discussion this week, and so that's what we're continuing here right now uh, on the ticket water cooler. This uh, is brought to you by Colligan Water, the official water cooler of ninety three seven. The ticket call today at four zero two two five one two three zero nine, or go online to. ColiganLincoln.com. If you are uh, just joining us here, Nathan Brennan is the new yes, voice uh, to join me here, co-host of the Ticket Water Cooler. Uh, this is permanent, so we'll also get to know him here in a few minutes right. with a little bit of 21 questions that we'll get through. But uh, first, we are going to continue this discussion um, here with Hoiberg. And uh, I guess from what what you saw from your re- uh, kind of your, your your response over the weekend, bringing that idea to Twitter for Nebraska, what were some of the the ideas that people had laid? out to you well first i want to shout out gus he says goals 21 season 500 league record i think that's an ambitious goal i think it's going to take time to do that i think that's a good goal um the general consensus i mean it was honestly pretty split i mean the question that i that i said to jake was who wants to coach in nebraska that would be a better coach because at the end of the day you also have to look at the state of program and who wants to coach at nebraska so that's a big part of it is when fred hoiberg came to nebraska by all indications he wanted the job he believed that he was going to be the guy to turn the program around and i mean so chip says it blows my mind how people who want fred hoiberg gone think a new coach will make a difference in the nil era 
I agreed with that. I mean, you got to think you're competing in the Big Ten, right? So right. you have schools like Indiana, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, who they're going to empty their pockets for their basketball program. At the end of the day, Nebraska is probably not going to do that. But then you say, funny to ask, uh, Taylor says, funny to ask what, that when every coach we have had in recent memory has been better. And that was kind of the argument that you were making, too, at the same time. It's like, you've seen success. Tim Miles went to the NIT, I believe, the last two seasons before he ended up leaving Lincoln. So there's been success. Literally every D1 coach in the country could do better than Hoiberg is doing right now. <laughs> then some people, and then the, the best one was, ha-ha, this guy's from Virginia Tech. What does he know about anything about Nebraska basketball? But I don't think it takes, <laughs> I don't think it takes an insider to watch what's happening. Right, right. And, right. and it doesn't take an insider to know that, like you said earlier, I mean, you look throughout the country. I don't think there was anyone on any type of platform that was saying it wasn't a good hire. Right. There was, there was no one that was saying, I mean, it was a home run hire. Nebraska basketball might turn it around. And now that's just been my argument this whole time. Right. It's not that Hoiberg is meeting expectations. It's not that Hoiberg is doing a good job. It's not that Nebraska needs to be a defeated team in the big 10. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if you're making a move like this and you're paying $18 million, which is what we said is the buyout. You have to know for certain that the next hire that you're getting is going to be get, is going to be better. And at this point in time, I just don't see it. And, okay, you can make the argument that anyone would be better at this point in time. But how does that propel your program forward, right? I mean, well, how is that changing? Yeah. You don't how, want to take anyone. That's the thing. It's like you, you <laughs> just take anyone, and then it's just a constant revolving door. And at some time, you have to end that revolving door, and you have to say, this is our guy. This is what we're going to stick with. So I, I think the most frustrating part, like you mentioned, too, is there isn't really a fix. Like, what, what, where do you go from here that is going to be better than Fred Hoiberg? And what's your timeline? It's just there's so many questions, and I think for a lot of Huskers fans, that's the most frustrating part, right, is we come from football season where the team is right there. The team goes 3-9. and nine. The first team in NCAA history to go 0-9 in one-score games. You go to the basketball program. You go to the basketball side. I'm pretty sure it was a preseason game against Colorado. They win. Oh, yeah. Dominaga looks good. McGowan's, McGowan's is going to be the best freshman in the Big Ten, and it's just – they have not reached those expectations, and it's just so frustrating because, again, where do you go from here? And I, and the worst part about it is, like, we can talk about this for weeks, right? I mean, we can talk about this throughout the rest of the season. We can talk about we the offseason, <laughs> and that's the thing we will, but there's no solution, and I don't know if there's going to be one anytime soon. Well, and a good point is made off the text line from Gene. It says, potentially uh, infinite resources here, premier facilities, plays in the Big Ten Conference. Who wouldn't want to coach here? I mean, so there are, I mean, there are still things that you right. could sell um, uh, for a coach, but you're not selling them to somebody at Hoiberg's level. No. That's the point. No, exactly. Is you're exactly. taking a step. You could, yeah, I mean, you could get, uh, again, with the Tim Miles example, you get the Colorado State head coach or somebody that's up and a coming. Group of five, um, yeah. yeah, but you're not you're you're not getting somebody at Hoiberg's level. And again, and, and Hoiberg might have dropped you know a level. He certainly has. He's dropped the Absolutely. level since Absolutely. coming to Nebraska. He's he's not as hot on the open market uh, if he does go there as well. And that's another interesting um, you know potentially uh, you know factor in all of this is is. I don't want to question this because it, it, you know, it maybe would present some doubt to people's minds, I suppose. But how much does Hoiberg want to do this? Because I think part of it is is the discussion is going to be, listen, coach, this isn't it. Uh, you know, similar <laughs> yeah. to Frost, similar to yeah. Harbaugh. Um, 
can we restructure your contract? Can we, you know, this, this is just not what we signed up for. Uh, is he going to give some leeway there? Um, I think that could certainly buy some, some time for him. Um, and they're going to have to win some games too. I mean, part of this is not just, okay, let's make the decision mid season yeah. right now. He's gone. That wouldn't make any sense. No. Um, so th- there's no, there's no, nothing happening this week. That's, you know, that's going to have the long term. um, you know, we're going to figure out what's going to happen with this, this coaching situation. Um, but I, I think there, I think that it would be nice if he has some flexibility in him to kind of restructure his contract after this season. I think there's certainly um, similar to Frost again, um, yeah. a shuffle up on the staff will probably be needed. Um, something to, to sell tickets again, because uh, Saturday, I mean, that's a, that was a nice day outside. That's usually when Pinnacle Bank Arena fills yeah. up. The belief was, I mean, it was Legends Week and all that. Uh, different, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. different uniforms, just everything they could do. And, and, but, but what you can't do is erase 0 and 11 in conference play. Mm-hmm. And, and get smoked in the process. And yeah, and then get smoked and then you know everybody's leaving at halftime. Um it's just it's it's just a fascinating situation uh that we'll continue to talk about. Uh, a lot of people too looking back in time and thinking how great Tim Miles was. And I I love I think that's the funniest thing that I've seen about Nebraska fans too. Yeah. Cuz with the same thing with the football season it's like love to have Bo Pelini right now. Oh yeah. And it's like yeah, I mean like right? <laughs> I mean you have these expectations, you move someone out like a Bo Pelini, like a Tim Miles and then you're stuck in this situation and then where do you go? Yeah. You're stuck. I mean, because that's the thing is the state of the program right now. I think the best way to describe it is you're stuck. No matter what decision you do, you move on from Hoiberg, you pay the $18 million, you bring in a group of five coach, presumably, and then see what happens. Okay, say you keep Hoiberg, and then he keeps tanking to see. I mean, there's just, you're stuck. There's, there's, there's no correct answer to this. Yeah, and then the other part of it, too, is Trev. I mean, Trev's rather renewed I, to the absolutely. AD position. Yeah. Wouldn't you rather have him uh, rubbing elbows, figuring out, you know, making right. connections for more than, you know, less than a year on the job before he has to make a huge hire in one of his two major sports? Uh, that would be preferred, but the results on the field and on the court so far have uh, not given him that luxury, so he's going to have some decisions to make like he did uh, on the football field. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here on the Ticket Water Cooler. When we come back, we will get to know a little bit better uh, our new co-host, Nathan Brennan. Uh, don't worry, we'll talk plenty more sports. There's mostly, it's 21 questions mostly about sports, but we'll talk about a little bit else as well. I know we, you get to, did you get to a lot when you were co-hosting or in, uh, in Blacksburg? Did you get a lot of the talk sports crowd? Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. they're absolutely. everywhere. Absolutely. <laughs> so, that's uh, coming up next here on the Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Culligan Water. Don't go anywhere. 